Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Oh, Monday edition. Apologies for the kind of bummer episode on Friday. I didn't try to do that, but whatever. Where to begin? Had a pretty decent weekend. Um, not too eventful. Which is a good thing sometimes after you have so many busy weekends in a row. Um, do some announcements right at the top. Uh, today announces the launch of our. 10th podcast not positive anymore um, but it la- announces the la- launch of Mixing It Up with Mike Carpenter which uh, some of you have already found because we tried a new thing where we actually published the episode on Friday so that for the that was a soft launch and for the official launch uh, the podcast would already be in iTunes so you can go to iTunes right now search Mixing It Up with Mike Carpenter and download episode zero and or just search Popular Outcasts and all of our podcasts show up and one that isn't ours anymore but they will show up as ours until they switch their server anyway Mixing It Up with Mike Carpenter is I can honestly say The podcast I am most excited for um, right now. The first episode is good, but it pales in comparison to what I've heard about the following five he has recorded. I'm pretty excited for this, to be perfectly honest. Um, The cover image, while uh, the uh, cover for the show, while temporary, I don't know if it is temporary anymore because I love it so much. It's pretty great um it may deter some people from listening but whatever those people probably wouldn't have enjoyed anyway um Mike Carpenter will be joining us in two weeks on the Popular Outcast podcast to uh kind of go over what a show is all about and everything so if you can't get to it this week you can hold on to listen to the Popular Outcast next week hear what he's got to say about it and then listen to the two episodes that will have been published by then tomorrow midnight tonight tomorrow same difference will be the last episode of let's get twy hearted probably ever and Man, is that a good feeling. 
to just be done with that. Um, I don't know how many people listen to this show and not the parent podcast, Popular Outcasts, which I do recommend because this show, I can admit, makes a great supplement to the Popular Outcast podcast. I don't know how well it holds up on its own. People have told me yada, 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 whatever. Let's get to my heart. About a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, I believe it was episode seven of the Popular Outcast podcast, this started. I think it was somewhere around episode five that the concept came into my head. Basically, it was another time. Twilight was relevant. Um, we were three movies in. The last two had not released yet. Or maybe we're just on the beginning of the uh, Eclipse Part 1. Or whatever. Or was Eclipse Breaking Dawn? Well, I don't even remember anymore. It's not culturally relevant anymore. And Twilight was at its peak. Everything was Twilight. And I mean, we're still seeing the repercussions of that. And like many men nerds, people who were mad at the franchise in general, Mike, Bill, and I were just making a ton of fun of it. So, just so, making so much fun of the uh, the movies, and the books, and whatever. And granted, we'd all seen the movies, and it's pretty unanimous that those movies are bad. Entertaining at times, but Bad. And basically, I kind of started to feel a little guilty because we were just given this... I mean, it came to a point where it was a punchline of half the jokes in an episode. And I was like, you know what? Has anyone here read the book? Anybody? And we hadn't. And we're like, if someone was making fun of a franchise that we really loved and hadn't read the source material, the original book. Say someone was, like, given Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, like, the riot act, and hadn't read the books, we'd be furious. And I said, you know, we should really lay off of them until we read the books. And I had gone home from that recording session, and I was like, you know what? I could get the audiobook. I could listen to a chapter every three weeks and do a, a you know, review it chapter by chapter. And basically it was I didn't want to sit and listen to the whole book. I just wanted to uh do, you know, chapter by chapter. And so I came in and I believe I talked to the guys about it. I didn't spring it on them surprise. And I believe I believe it's episode seven. Um, if you go to the Toy Hearted tab on popularoutcast.com, it's got all the episodes with Toy Hearted in it listed. And, um, so I did. And the first couple are basically me giving a brief summary of the chapter and my feelings. And it got to a point where the chapters were you know, nothing happens except for some dialogue 
So in order for people to really understand what's going on, I found myself reading a lot of the dialogue, just uh, basically like a stenographer taking it all down as I listened to the audiobook and rereading it. And then as it progressed, I started like doing voices, I started kind of acting the chapters out to, I'm not sure how many chapters in, but it's pretty early on, I'm basically reenacting the chapters and it, to the point where my retellings of the chapters are as long, if not longer, than the actual audiobook chapters. And it's fun to do. I mean, the, the, the actual reenacting of them is fun to do. And I have fun doing it, but man, like, taking down every line of dialogue in a chapter of those books, for a 45-minute chapter, it would often take me two or three hours to do, because I'd, you know, pause it, and, I mean, I considered just looking up the chapter and copy-pasting the dialogue, but that that wasn't how I had, set, had started, and I liked the system I had, but it was freaking arduous. It sucked to do. <laughs> and I would dread doing it by the end. And there was a point, um, and I feel that it kind of shows in the in just the presentation of the Twihearted for like the last like everything but the last two like maybe the last five six chapters minus the two very final ones. I just I I because also like. We, I know that I have some die-hard fans of the segment, of the Let's Get Toy Hearted segment, but the vocal minority is maybe seven or eight people, and it was a lot of work and no fun to do uh, the actual research, air quotes part, because I mean, it's a terrible book, absolutely terrible book, and there was like, I mean, and I'm not doing it for... A reaction. I was doing it, you know, just because it was an idea I had, and goddammit, I was going to finish it. But, like, it got to the point where I felt that I was getting in the way of other, just the rest of the podcast. Because as our podcast has progressed, we picked up a bunch of segments, and now we're slowly dropping them as we're they're de- de- detracting from our podcast, like the voicemails. Uh, we stole an idea from the Three the Hard Way podcast. You know, oh, awesome. We'll have people call in. We'll play them. Sweet. It got to the point where uh, one of our episodes per recording session would be like 45 minutes to an hour of us listening to people's voicemails and reacting. And it was, I imagine, awful to listen to. And it got to the point where it was just a chore for us. And it wasn't any particular person's voicemails, it just, we made the decision to drop that segment and get back to just us discussing, because that's what our podcast started as, me, Mike, and Bill having conversations, and we had really kind of fallen away from that, and there was the whole Sammy Tucson business which I'm really glad that that kind of died down because it became the Sammy Tucson podcast. That's all we talked about. 
and we're finally getting back to just fucking three or four people talking in a room, which is why people started, like, why people listened to our podcast. And I was afraid that Let's Get Toy Hearted had become one of those segments that had just, was just basically wasting time between us actually having genuine conversations. And I still kind of feel that way, but Mike and Bill loved it, and like a handful of other people loved it, but I was afraid we were driving people away, basically. We were becoming just that podcast that does that Twilight thing. And had I, you know, really thought about it, had I been like, okay, this has 25 chapters, one chapter every three weeks, oh, fuck, that is a year and a half of this shit, I probably wouldn't have done it. But fortunately, I was caught up in the hype of just being in the beginning of doing a podcast, and there were a lot less things to think about back then, and I was like, yeah, this will be fun, this will be fun. And granted, all in all, it's been a positive experience, but it's been a hell of a thing, too, and I'm glad it's over. This all being said, I'm pretty proud of the last episode. Um... I I acted my heart my little heart out and Mike and Bill have great reactions it doesn't get too off tro- topic it's great absolutely love it it was a good way to finish out the series and that will be tomorrow Mike Bill and I have talked about compiling all the air quotes chapters of Let's Get Toy Hearted into into basically a, uh, a an audiobook and you know the let's get twi hearted audiobook it, we we've looked into our options into getting it on iTunes as a comedy album granted it will be like 10 hours it's a lot of material and We don't know exactly what the legal things are. I'm pretty sure it falls into fair fair use laws if we title if we bill it as a parody. Because I mean, the source material is someone else's, but the 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 theory behind it is the reason you're listening is for our you know us cracking up over the stupid stuff and the ad libs that we do and things like that. Um, we're not sure if it's possible. We're looking into it. I know Bill is pretty much spearheading this. And, I mean, he's got to edit it all together. And it'll be a 25... Well, it'll probably be a 27-track album. uh, Top uh, 25 chapters and then a introduction and conclusion. And it'll be it'll be a gigantic thing. Like it'll be a huge <laughs> size, and it's the culmination of a year and a half of I mean not solid work, but a year and a half of us jerking around. And I honestly don't know how the first few chapters will play, seeing as how I wasn't reenacting it. But we'll see, and it'll be very interesting to sit down and listen to it and listen to it evolve 
as it all happened, just boom, 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 boom. I don't think I'll listen to it because while it'd be an interesting thought experiment, um, I just don't know if I want to dedicate that time again to listening to those chapters. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. I could probably do it in two days. I'd get behind on my other podcast, but eh, whatever. We'll see. I'll probably listen to it, to be perfectly honest. And now that it's done, and one of the other things with it, this, the, it taking so long, was that Twilight fell out of relevancy. Like, no one really gives a shit about Twilight anymore. So it's to the point where, who even cares? And the pop culture climate is not in a place where I feel that it is worth my time to pick up the next book and do this. Um, We'd even gotten to a point before the network even started of breaking off Let's Get Twihearted into its own podcast and doing it weekly. We'd get through the book a lot faster, but goddamn, it would be a lot more work. And I'd considered it maybe doing a podcast, but doing it monthly. That way, I mean, the books would take even longer to do, but I'd only have to do one every four weeks instead of every three. But then it just, there wasn't enough interest. There's not enough interest to justify it. So there's that, you know? And I thrown ideas around, like maybe just doing an entire book review of the next books, like because I got those audiobooks, I got them all at the same time. Maybe listening to the whole thing, taking notes to the whole process, and just giving my review over the course of an episode or two. But I would be so tempted to just continue the way I was. So I don't know. There's going to need to be more time between... I need to take a few months break and then maybe I can look at, you know, actually going in and... listening to New Moon and things like that. I mean, Jacob was one of my favorite characters to read. And he's a big part of the rest of the books. Like... There's a part of me that wishes that I was doing it, but it's not a big part. The part of me that is a ham, the part of me that really, really thoroughly enjoyed all the attention I got from Mike, Bill, whatever guest was in the room when I was reading the chapters. And I mean, I, I, you know, kind of deflected any compliments given by them, how they'd say, you know, it's not the full experience unless you're witnessing it. And it really is a shame that we never really video recorded it because, I, I mean, I hammed it up. I, I gave looks. I did hand motions. Um, it got to the point where my notes got so detailed that I did have sort of stage directions in them, uh, just like emotions that I need to portray and things like that.
Like, I, I really enjoyed it. The actual presenting of the chapters. And, um, I know it's to the point where Mike and Bill have insisted that I really ought to do one for a one mom. And I might, now that it's over. I might look back, find one of my favorite chapters, and do that. Now, granted, that takes... I might have to take a segment of a chapter because that would be me, like, monopolizing 20, 30 minutes of Mike's No Mike Open Mic time, and that's not fair at all. I'm sure no one would stop me, but that's not fair to the other performers. So we'll see. It's been a hell of a ride. And all in all, it's been positive. But they got rocky towards the end. When I didn't think anyone cared about it. And it was a lot of work that with no reward. And we'll see how the, air quotes, audiobook comedy album turns out. I'm not even sure, like, I know Bill's found a service that will help you publish your album into iTunes, but, like, I don't know if a 10, 12-hour album is in their wheelhouse, like, if they'll be able to do that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. And I don't know what our con- the con- how much control we have over pricing because I- ideally I'd like it to be one ninety nine. I mean I know we c- it's it's a lot of content, but it's content that is already published for free. And anyone who wants to take the time to go find those segments, they can. So I mean I know we could charge like a solid nine ninety nine for it hell more because it's it's like 12 hours of content but I wouldn't feel right doing that you know ideally it would be $199 $499 I could also accept you know $5 for a year and a half of my life and like 12 hours of content I'm just throwing a ballpark number of hours out there Bill knows for certain because he's actually been slowly compiling this thing. I don't. I don't. Last I heard from him, it was around 10 hours, but that was chapters ago. So I'm guessing it's closer to 12 now. But we'll see. It could be months until that's actually out. And I mean, I know we could set up a, like a PayPal thing where people could just pay us directly and that way we could set our own price and that. But I mean, if, I mean, we got to be serious with ourselves here. It, it, it adds a bit of legitimacy to be in iTunes. People aren't like, what am I giving these people money for? It's simply... Yeah, it adds legitimacy to it. So that's our our end goal there. And I know the service he was looking at, we were able to give away, like, free codes to download it. And, like, you don't have to download it through iTunes. It also comes in, like, the Amazon Digital Store. 
So, like, if this service does pan out, I, I think it would be pretty ideal. But I just, I have no idea what kind of cost it is going to be to get it, pu- like, get an album published. So we don't know. We don't know. Um, hopefully we'll have more info on that as it progresses. As it goes right now, I've got nothing. Other than it's something we're looking into pretty intently. Pardon me. There isn't really anything in pop culture that's like Twilight right now. Hunger Games, maybe? But it doesn't have the kind of buzz Twilight did. Fifty Shades of Grey kind of fell out, like it flared up but then fell out of it fell out of uh, the limelight basically as quickly as it came up maybe we'll see it flare up again when and if they put that movie out Although, one of the other reasons I started Twilight was someone I worked with was defending it. I was like, no fucking way. No fucking way. And she's like, well, you haven't read the books. I was like, oh, you just wait. Motherfucker. I'm going to read this book with my ears, and then I am going to get back to you and be like, no, you are wrong. This is terrible. It took me longer to get that book, air quotes, read than she worked at the job. She quit, left for another job, and uh, I never got to rub it in her face. But, there's a new girl at work who I was having a very similar conversation about Fifty Shades of Grey with. I just, uh, I don't know if I've got that in me. And I mean, again, Let's Get Toy Hearted was as fun as it was because everyone was, like, Twilight had buzz. Fifty Shades of Grey lost its buzz right around the same time Twilight did. Because, I mean, from what I hear, I can't verify this fact that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey started, excuse me, excuse me, as a uh, Twilight fan fiction. And then as it gained popularity online, she rewrote it to not have the supernatural element. And I really wonder if that's apparent. Maybe I'll just listen to the audiobook on my own time. I don't know. Ugh. Maybe I should listen to a good book. Maybe I should do that. That might be an idea. Excuse me. Sleepy, sleepy Jeff. Now that I'm a few... uh, I think it's a few weeks. It feels like it. Out from the ugliness where we lost three podcasts on the network. I'm glad that I haven't that my zeal for podcasting has returned. 
makes me happy that uh, it didn't... Recording yesterday with the guys really helped. It was like, yeah, I got this. I only made one backhanded comment about one of the podcasts that'll be cut out, so... Or maybe it won't be cut out, I don't know. (laughs) That'd be in two weeks if it isn't. But, like... Any of the spite that uh, I had is slowly leaving me. And getting things are getting back to normal. The fact that we've had podcasts on the network featured on in iTunes' new and noteworthy list, uh, like in the main new and noteworthy list, two weeks in a row, has really helped, really, really helped me kind of value what we're doing again. As far as I know, Girls on Girls is still fucking up on that list. Uh, Last I checked, which was a couple days ago, they had like 7,000 downloads. They went from like 200 downloads to like 7,000 in a period of like four days. Um, They're freaking out. I would be too. And I mean, I'm, I'll admit, I'm more, I was more than a little jealous that these new shows we put out are getting featured and shows that, you know, we've had out for over a year or several months haven't seen any love. I mean, granted, we've got high on our respective, like, high on the list in comedy and high on the list on kids and family or uh, society and culture. Excuse me again. But I can't honestly say I'm any kind of real jealous. It's I'm just happy to be part of this network that has been featured two weeks in a row. And, I mean, it, it could really mean something. If it keeps up, like if they kind of cycle through our podcasts and keep putting them up on the high on the new and noteworthy list... This could be mean big things. It, I mean, it could it could mean issues for us, too. Like, if we get too popular too fast, I don't know if our servers will handle it. Because we're not paying a whole lot for our servers. And, uh, like, we've got unlimited, like, air quotes unlimited bandwidth and air quotes unlimited storage. But that is all to a certain point. I believe if we get too popular, we will have to start paying more. Which could be an issue. Like, and, like, we'll definitely have to reach out to more intrusive ad placement and whatnot. Which, I mean, I have an Amazon banner on this podcast. I forget to mention it every time. Uh, but, you know, if you go to jeffinmotion.pepitherocast.com and click on any of the purple Amazon banners, you know, shop on Amazon as you normally would sends a little money our way. Helps us pay for server costs, for the cost of publishing a Twy Hearted album. Like, I mean, granted, this, this podcasting endeavor in general has not been lucrative. We have, we are still in the red. The amount of equipment Bill has purchased and is still purchasing and the remodeling of the, his extra room to make the studio... Like, we have in 
no way made money from donations and Amazon clicks to repay him for all the money he's put into this. And I mean, granted, he's like, you know, someday when we make it big, I'll be, I'll, we'll make enough money for me to like remodel my garage and me to pay you guys. And uh, I mean, I don't see it happening. I don't see podcasting becoming more than a really time-intensive, fun hobby. Uh, Bill is stoked for it to eventually become his job. And while that would be incredible and ideal, it's not, I just don't see it happening. And it's funny, like, this whole podcasting experience has been great, like, I can only really say I've had one big negative experience, and that was a couple weeks ago, and you all got all the details on that. But, I mean, there are people who think we're famous, and, I mean, we're not, but we are. And that's the thing that I have to admit to myself is there are people who genuinely think I'm famous and in that way kind of make me because I'm famous to a few people, a handful. And, like, there are people who have submitted podcasts to us and, like, genuinely kind of get a bit starstruck when we talk to them. And, I mean, I don't have star power, you know? Like, I'm just a dude and who just made a podcast and stuck with it. That's really what we have done other than, like, uh, other podcasts is we've stuck with it. We recorded our eighty, our episode 80 and 81 yesterday. Like, we've just been sticking to it, putting it out every week, and very slowly climbing up the ladder and getting listeners. And... I mean, the bump to the jump to making the podcast network. Um, I mean, that was something we always kind of had a pipe dream for, and we made it a reality. And that is really kind of that's what's generated the buzz on iTunes is the fact that we are just pumping out content to the point where they could they couldn't help but notice us. I mean, granted, a couple podcast features d- featured does not mean that we like have a friend at iTunes or anything. And, um, as far as I know, you know, anyone could do this. Literally anyone could do this. I do this podcast with my iPhone, which, I mean, not everyone has an iPhone, but you could buy a recorder for, like, 50 bucks and do this shit. Like, it's not, while it takes a little bit of technical know-how, there are services that, like, um, like Lipson and Podomatic... Uh, which I don't recommend Podomatic because it's difficult to get out of that contract. One of the podcasts that used to be on our network, when they came to our network, they had all their content on Podomatic, and it was a chore to get them over to our network. Um, but now, they're gone. Air quotes gone, because they've still got their stuff on our server, but... That'll be done in July, apparently. And, yeah, it's, it's not a hard thing to do. Anybody can do it. And, I mean, I don't want to claim responsibility 
for a lot of local podcasts in our area, but, I mean, the ones on our network, we really did help grow. I mean, half of the ones on our network involve one of the three of us, Mike, Bill, or me. I almost referred to myself in the third person. So, I mean, I gotta admit that we've kind of brought podcasting to uh, prevalence in our area. Not that podcasts didn't exist or wouldn't exist in our area without us, but, you know, a, two years ago, someone says, I'm starting a podcast, a lot of people would be like, what? What are you talking about? Now, in our area, it's like, oh yeah, cool, like everybody else. So, but that also means we've got more ears. Because as podcasts become more of a just a thing, people are like, oh, this is just a thing people do. I'm going to listen to it. And I find out almost like monthly people that I know and have known for a while are listening to things that I do. And I was like, oh, you listen? Awesome. Thank you very much. Like, because I don't, I try not to overplug my stuff. Um, I try to just plug the podcast that I am directly in. And yeah, yeah, so I plug Jeff in Motion and Popular Outcast, and sometimes I plug uh, Pog on the Go. Or Pog, rather. Oh, man. But if people are listening to this, and thinking, you know, man, I could do a better job than this, do it! It's real simple. All you gotta do is find a way to generate an RSS feed. I know people have used this, like, Tumblr, and sent their Tumblr feed through FeedBurner and made an R uh, iTunes RSS feed. Like, it's not... It takes a bit of research, but anything worth doing does, right? Get your podcast up there. In a year and a half, we went from three guys, like, giggling at each other to guys with a medium-sized podcast network. I mean, granted, we're making no money. It's only costing us money. And right now, um, a big bump in success could actually be a detriment to us because if we get a big bounce in downloads but not Amazon clicks, we're pretty fucked. Like, if we don't start making ad money, but do start seeing massive download increases, um, we could genuinely be in some trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to the point where, thinking about it, I kind of want to look, go read through the terms and conditions of our hosting. Because right now we've got, like, ten... 10 subdomains parked on our, like, and a couple, like, domain domains parked on our hosting, and I know I host my personal, uh, kunkeldesign.com on our hosting also, so, our, sir, like, we are gaming the fact that they said unlimited. We are truly holding them to their word, and, uh... If we're not careful, it could bite us. So, you know, because, I mean, we're not charging the podcasts anything. Basically, our charge for podcasts being on our network is to have our Amazon banner and have them mention it. 
And, I mean, I don't see the numbers from the Amazon banner. That's, uh, it's in Bill's name. I've got the login, but I've lost it somewhere. So I really have no idea. I have no clue. And, I mean... It's an interesting position to be in where you want to get more successful, but it's actually kind of scary to get more successful because it may fuck you over in the long run. We'll see, right? You know? And alive. I haven't really thought about this this way until now. While I really hope we keep getting featured, and I mean, <clears throat> anybody iTunes listening, Jeff Emotion's got a lot of content out there. Wouldn't mind feature. Uh, <laughs> uh. That won't do anything, I tell you what. Begging. God. He was in jest. Excuse me. Man, I'm a tired person in general. I need to sleep more. But if I slept more, I'd have less time to do stuff. It's a blessing and a curse. If you really want to help out the Popular Outcast Productions Network, click them Amazon banners. If you find yourself shopping on Amazon a lot, go to any of our shows. Um, I have, I have every ability to set up a system to like tally mark what shows our Amazon click-throughs uh, go are, but I just I don't. I haven't set that up. Um, maybe I will now that I've thought about it if I get some free time to do it. But right now all those all those banners do the exact same thing. They all go through the you know they all just go to the same link, which is just amazon.com with a little bit of uh, addition to the URL to let the robots at Amazon know that we sent you. And I believe it is. It's 5% or 0.5%. I think it might be 0.5%. Of every dollar you spend at Amazon is sent to us just as a thank you for sending people their way. I mean, and it, does, it doesn't cost you any, anything additional. So it's really a great system. Like, and they're not a sponsor, they're an associate. It's a lot of difference. Because a sponsor gives directly gives you money, and then you plug them. Amazon, they we work for it basically. Uh, they give us money for our click throughs, click through purchases. But like, say nobody clicks it, they give us nothing. So it's you know best of both worlds for them. Like, hey, if we're sending hundreds of thousands of people to them and they're all buying big things, they're gonna send us the money for it. Like, they're going to be like, thanks. But if we send zero people to them, they'll be like, you know what? No money this month, guys. Enjoy that. No dollars. And, I mean, maybe so. I mean, God, if we got big enough to get, like, a sponsor sponsor. Um, I know I personally would kind of feel like it was selling out. But, whoa there. I had the right away, you motherfucker. Anyway. But if it was a company I liked, I don't think I'd mind it that much. You know, but to be given directly... But, I mean, 
we're gaining some success, but we make, we get nowhere in the neighborhood of enough downloads per week to justify any big company is sending us money. Like, in no way. We, we, we don't, we barely break a thousand downloads on the podcasts that were featured. The other podcasts, uh, this podcast barely breaks a hundred in a week. Popular Outcast barely breaks 300 and we've been at like a year and a half. Like, we've got to be breaking like 10,000 downloads before people will even give us the time of day. So we are nowhere close to big sponsor money. Nowhere. So, if you find yourself shopping on Amazon, it's just, you know, and you give a fuck, because, I mean, granted, you may not give a fuck, and whatever, that's your... That's you. It's not gonna hurt my feelings any. Use the click-through. And, I mean, if you want... And also rating, the whole rate, review, subscribe. If you're an avid listener to podcasts, you you hear ads, you've heard the Amazon spiel before, you've heard the Audible spiel before, um, and you've also heard the rate, review, subscribe. And that is actually for creating organic growth within podcasts. That's the biggest thing you can do. Because, I mean, iTunes is the only game in town. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on this podcast before, but uh, whatever. Uh, we're almost done here. iTunes is the biggest game in town. There are other services that like aggregate podcasts, but iTunes is where you go, really. And rating helps. Reviewing helps a lot more, which the difference... A rate is just clicking stars. A review is clicking stars and writing something. And a subscribe is somewhere in between. Um, like, and I believe, like, getting on the new and noteworthy list, um, I believe amount of subscribes in succession helps, so, like, new podcasts tend to shoot to the top of that early, because a lot of people are like, oh, hey, new podcasts are gonna subscribe. So it's a lot harder for older podcasts to get on that who have, like, a set audience, because amount of new subscribes in a time frame kind of shoots you up that list. Well, anyway, you've heard all that before. Oh, this has been your Monday edition of Jeff in Motion. Here's hoping you have a good week. Here's hoping I have a good week. Oh, man. Podcasting, right? Am I right? Fellas, ladies, whatever. See you guys Friday. Have a good week.